five, four, three, two, one. And the podcast, we're live. Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing amazing now, Ross. How are you, man? I'm doing really well. I don't know why I always say we're live, because we're actually not live. This is like pre-recorded, really, when you think about it. But when you're listening to it, you can pretend it's live. You can? Yeah. So, if you're new to this Energized podcast... Welcome. And if you're a returning Energized listener... Welcome back. So, this is going to be a football podcast. Barry, what is on today's show? Okay. On today's show, we're going to be talking about all things Champions League, Premier League, and also internationals this weekend. But... uh First things first, we are running an Energized Champions League t-shirt competition, giveaway.com forward slash Energized. And uh, all you have to do to enter is pick who you think will win the Champions League and who will be the Champions League top goal scorer. Because uh, we have literally thousands of t-shirts sitting there with your name written on it. So if you want to enter, make sure you do it. If you don't know how to enter, send us a message and we'll get you totally on board. Ross, have you entered, yeah? Yeah, Andrew, so all you have to do is go <laughs> onto the Energized Instagram page, look for the picture of Real Madrid, listen to Champions League, they're the team who are white if you don't like football, and comment on that, who do you think is going to win the Champions League, and who do you think top goal scorer will be? Good man, but that's not actually the correct picture, bud. It's not the correct no, picture? No, it's me, you and Chris, holding the Champions League. Sort of that traffic. is actually totally right. <clears throat> it's me and Barry, lifting the Champions League. Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was yeah, Real Madrid. What, what happens if someone paused the show now, and they're looking for that picture that doesn't exist? Well, they've re-listened to the show and know where it is now. Okay, we have thousands of t-shirts there for, waiting for you. Ross is trying to. Ross just wants to keep them all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he puts Pete in them and like. I just want a worn one. Ask Barry. <laughs> 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 yeah, so make sure to enter that for a bit of crack. But um, before we start going into all the draws and stuff, um, pre-draw, uh, there was an hour-long show. There was an hour-long <laughs> show. Yeah. Um, I. I what did you make? What you make of all the like theatrics before they make this draw? As if, like, just get the show on the road, lads. You know, I can't believe how many footballers are involved with UEFA, and how many like people you forget about are like, oh, and there's him, and there's it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I was like, who was it? Uh, Diego Forlan was picking names out of yeah, hat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, why? Wait a why was Forlan picked? I don't know. Like, I was like, could you not get somebody who's like won the Champions League before? No. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Kaka was there. In fairness. Fair enough, Kaka was the last person to win the Ballon d'Or by Ronaldo or yeah. Messi, so like that makes sense. But I thought he was still off living in America. Obviously not. Uh, I just don't really understand <laughs> why they were there, but they were there nonetheless. Yeah. Um before we actually go into the players, Dave Beckham won a like a specific award just for like everything he's done in football and um contribution to football. Yeah. If you actually think about it, the, the amount he's actually contributed to football is actually unbelievable. Let alone for England, let alone for United like even go to America and then open up his own football team in America it's actually pretty incredible isn't it like, yeah he's an absolutely amazing advocate for the sport yeah. but our dude in the dirt has missed that one time he's like not really put a foot wrong ah uh, man it was more than once okay but our dude in the dirt has missed all those times with that one bird he hasn't put much foot wrong yeah 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 Gold. they don't call him golden balls for nothing yeah <laughs> <laughs> all he wants to do is sit home play with his Lego but he also does other stuff too but um, okay, we'll go into who actually won the goalkeeper of the year at the Champions League goalkeeper of the year, and it was actually Kaylor Navas. Um, this is actually sort of surprising in a way because I didn't think he was that overly amazing. Did you? Not particularly, but then again, when it's if you're not too sure, if no goalkeeper really stood out to you, it's always sort of easier just to give it to the goalkeeper who won the Champions League. Yeah, especially um, 
three years in a row. Like, I mean, what what more do you need to do, really? Yeah, yeah that is true. And then, like, two of the other standouts, Allison for uh, Roma was good. Yeah. But, like, Liverpool shipped in seven goals against him in the semi final. So, like, you can't really be like, the guys conceded all the goals. He was the best. Yeah. It's sort of like slightly by default in a way, but like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he he's sitting home there, like lifting it in his room, along with yeah. the Champions League he, and everything else. Yeah, he he's sitting there like showing it to Thibaut Courtois, but he's on the bench. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here, do you, do you want to talk about that for a second? Because like, obviously, Chelsea's Thibaut Courtois is after going to Real Madrid and started there f- over the weekend, and um, he's well, Navas. Him. Yeah, it's it, what do you think of that situation? It's such a weird situation, isn't it? I think. I think Navas was brought in off the back of not this World Cup, the last the last World Cup, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and look, he's done a really, really good job. Um, he's won three, four Champions Leagues now, maybe? Four. Yeah, yeah, four Champions Leagues over the last five years at Real Madrid. Like, it doesn't really get much more success than that. But no. I think his problem is that he's not very large. And I think Real Madrid are looking for more of a, a large and charged goalkeeper. Um, and the Real Madrid defence is quite good as well. So, therefore... Maybe they think he's not up to scratch for the defence that they have in front of him. So, look, they've got Courtois in. If you ask me who's a better goalkeeper, Courtois or Navas, I'd probably say Courtois. But a bit harsh on Navas, to say the least. Well, would you imagine, okay, if, say, if Real Madrid get the Champions League final again this year, who do you start? Do you start the goalkeeper to start at four out of the last five Champions Leagues? Or do you start Courtois? Well, maybe. Well, Courtois has been in goal for one Champions League final, which they lost. Yeah. Against Real Madrid. For Atletico. Maybe what might happen is Navas would be the Champions League goalkeeper, and Courtois would be the league goalkeeper. That that's actually a very good point. Well, let's let's see actually what happens with that. Yeah. Um, then in defence, Sergio Ramos won the Champions League Defender of the Year. Um, he pipped Rafael Varane to it. Yeah. Um, and Marcelo. What a career Ramos has had so far. He's, he doesn't look like he's finishing anytime soon. The brand new penalty take for Real Madrid. The captain for. Four Champions Leagues, I mean... Um, is he Spain captain as well, is he? Yeah. Nacho Boer winner, this guy. Serial winner. Serial winner. Handsome as hell as well. Yeah. How long has he been there for as well? I think it's 13 years now. Only the other, last week was 13 years at Real Madrid. Like, that's an incredible career. Yeah. And especially at Real Madrid as well. Not many people last that long at Real Madrid. Well, he... Like, I think Raul and, like, that was it. Marcelo? Is he Marcelo there 13 years as well? I actually think Marcelo's been there a year longer than Ramos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, well, like, look, that's extraordinarily impressive. Well, but I wouldn't be surprised to see Marcelo leaving because he's like, I love Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> well, just like pulls up outside Juventus. Yeah, I'd be like, any gaffs here now, lads? That wouldn't be a bad show. No. Danny, Danny Alves left Barcelona to go to Italy and then he was like, right, I'll go to uh, PSG next. Yeah. But then um, in the field, Luka Modric, um, what can you say about this guy? He's an absolute, absolute genius, Roscoe. I, I think I think this was the easiest selection out of all of them. Yeah. Um. He, he was head and shoulders above everyone last season. Okay, hold on, before we get before we like divulge into that, do you think he he was like better last season than he ever has been? Because if you ask me, I think he's been like technically just as good every other year as well. I think he's been consistently brilliant for the last four or five years. Uh, I think just this year. People have started like take notice of how good he is, yeah. And I think maybe people are saying, "Are Real Madrid can they do it a third year? Will they be as good?" And round or sorry, Modric just shows that class is permanent, isn't 
It just is. He's next level midfielder. He has been for the last four or five years. And this year was sort of the year the plaudits stood up and took notice. Yeah, but what do you think it was this year over anything? Like, you would have thought that, like, Ronaldo... Mm, I think I think this year, Ronaldo, not by much, but a slight dip in Ronaldo's form. Real Madrid became slightly more of a team, I think. There was a bit more... The wealth was shared around a bit more, I think, at Real Madrid on this Champions League win would than you, on previous Champions League wins. Would you say that because, like, Ronaldo wasn't as fast so maybe everyone else needed to improve more? And I think, actually, people mm. said last season that Ronaldo became more of a team player as well. So, yeah, that makes sense. But um, he, he he almost comes across... Modric almost comes across as an unsung hero. But, uh, obviously, now he's getting his just desserts, really, isn't he? Yeah. Also... Uh, he brought Croatia to the World Cup final as well. Now I don't know when this vote voting took place, but if it took place like after the World Cup, and then people were like, "Oh, I don't know," then they know. Yeah, that would yeah. that would sway their opinions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I know you're asked to judge on your Champions League performance only, but you can't pretend the World Cup didn't happen. Yeah. Well, then how did how do you think it didn't persuade more people to vote for Ram as the best defender over Ramos? You know what I mean, because France yeah. won the World Cup. Yeah, but I, I think you're always left with the image of Sergio Ramos lifting the Champions League trophy. That is the thing. Yeah, that is the, the captain. Thing. Yeah. So even you thought our t-shirt giveaway was him lifting the trophy. Yeah. But it was actually like us two and your brother. But uh, then the striker of the year was Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, Ross, there was some people that you thought probably could have done better as in like maybe even Salah. Yeah. Or possibly even Messi. But well, I, I think Salah became more... Look, he wasn't actually, but he, he was perceived to be more of a one-man wreck machine at Liverpool uh, than maybe Ronaldo was at Real Madrid in this year's Champions League. And then... That's actually true, you know that? That's yeah. true. And then Messi... Look, Messi could... You could give Messi any award and people aren't overly going to give out. You know what I mean? It's just... It is who he is. Uh, but on this occasion, look, Ronaldo won his fifth Champions League. Sixth Champions League. Fifth, 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 yeah. I think it's four Real Madrid and one Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, fifth Champions League, top goal scorer in the competition again, record <laughs> goal scorer in the competition. He's scored more goals in the Champions League for Real Madrid than played games. Like, it's almost incredible that you can't give him the award. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, he scored uh, what? What was it? Four hundred fifty-one goals. Yeah, in like four hundred forty-eight games for Real Madrid, and then I think it's something like one hundred fourteen goals in one hundred eleven Champions League games. And that's the pinnacle of football, and he's scoring more yeah, goals than games yeah. being played. You, you almost take for granted, which is unbelievable, because he hasn't he hasn't scored yet for Juventus now, no. has he? And like people are sort of like, "What's wrong with him? What's wrong with him? Mm. Is he all okay? Is he okay?" Just, you're almost sort of like, "Pray to God, Juventus get a penalty." Yeah. Here, by the way, have you seen any of the videos of his son playing for the underage team for Juventus, scoring goals and all? Is like, he? Yeah. I'm not surprised. He's yeah. Fearless. Yeah. Yeah, but when yeah, you but see he's your, also he's also definitely training hard to do with kids. Yeah, when you see your dad like being the best, like obviously that that bloodline is going to make him just as mm. well, like half as good at least, you know. Yeah, but his dad's clearly like being like, oh, you do this to prepare for a game, and the other kids are probably like, can we go to McDonald's after yeah, the game? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like it's like you know you eat bloody avocados and eat your chicken. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's six pack. But uh, the overall Champions League Player of the Year voted by the, the footballers themselves was actually Luka Modric. Um, what do you make of that? Because obviously the other like Keylor Navas could have been like, "What about me?" Ramos could have been like, "What about me?" Or even Ronaldo definitely was like, "What about me?" The way I look at it is, look, probably should have been Ronaldo. Like, let's let's her hold our hands up and be honest. Yeah. If you really think about it, he scored. It was a top goal scorer. Um, he was vital. 
and Boyko kick was the goal of the year against Juventus. Yeah. Um, maybe if he scored in the final, he probably would have got up, but he didn't. Uh, Ronaldo was the best player in the Champions League last year. Probably by a long way. But I honestly think people are sick of giving awards to Ronaldo and Messi. <laughs> and they just wanted to give it to someone else. Um, Modric was clearly the next best player. And they were like, right, there you go. You have it. Yeah, share it around. Is it, is he like, if, if Real or if Liverpool won it, they was like, oh, Mo Salah would have got all the awards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you think, do you think the players are allowed to vote for themselves? Because I, I, I cannot help but think that like Ronaldo would have picked himself. Oh, Definitely Ronaldo would have picked himself. Yeah. I assume you can't pick yourself. Maybe you can't pick your own teammates either. I'm not too sure. But it'd be a bit weird if you were Real Madrid. Or if you were Cristiano Ronaldo and you have to be like, oh, defender of the year in the Champions League. How could it be not a Real Madrid defender? You know what I mean? Yeah. True. Like Liverpool and Roma conceded a rake of goals when they played each other. And then they dispatched Juventus as well. So like, who else could it be? Yeah, but also if you look back at if you look back at last season's Champions League, what is the what like one image you have in your head? Ronaldo boys could Ronaldo kick. Ronaldo boys could kick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there's sort of two, and then like Carpell just like ruining Carius' career. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, poor old Carius is now headed off to Besiktas. I'm sure uh, Liverpool fans will be missing him a lot. I almost feel a bit bad for him because like. Would he not be a very good cup goalkeeper for Liverpool if, like, if Allison isn't going to play every single game? That just might leave you to believe Allison's going to play all the games. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure that's what's going to happen. Well, I suppose we made seventy million for a goalkeeper. I suppose you have to. Do yeah, it. exactly. Yeah, but um, also this week the nominations for FIFA's best men's player of the year have come out, and it's actually Mo Salah, Luka Modric, and Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, is this? Is this a made up award now, or is this like a new award, or has this been an award for a while? I think I think it only originally came out last year because I don't remember okay. this coming out before. Cristiano Ronaldo is actually the current holder of it as well. Um, who would you Who do you think is going to win this? Because uh, all three are a top choice, and as you've seen from today's post, which is going out on Tuesday, it's the question is who do you think will win the men's best player of the year? Who do I think will win it? I'm going to say Ronaldo. I think it's like in FIFA's best interest to give him the award. You know that? And like, we all know FIFA's not the most politically correct organisation. So, look, they want, he's on the cover, Ronaldo's on the cover of FIFA. They want him to be the FIFA best player. That's the way I look at it. True, yeah, that's actually a very good point. But, um, I'll go go with Ronaldo as well. I think it would just be an unbelievable way for him to like, sign off that nine years with Real Madrid. Oh, actually, one thing that was actually interesting, I don't know if you've seen this, but Del Piero came out and said it was bad that Ronaldo didn't show up to that UEFA Player of the Year thing because, and like, say well done to Modric. But like, well, I'm sure he sent him a text, like, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure Ronaldo, like, he's been so many award ceremonies, it's probably like... Look, I'm sure, I'm, like, okay, I'm not going to disagree with Del Piero, but like, I'd be like, you're looking... Ronaldo has messages coming in left, right, and center 24 7, 365 days a year. You know what I mean? Do this, yeah. do that, do the other. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, in fairness, you and do what he wanted to say. Yeah. Like, you earned the right to be like, here, look, I don't need to go to another award show. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we go. But uh, as y'all know. Five Ballon d'Ors, what? Yeah, as y'all know. <laughs> yeah, like, any more Ballon d'Ors there left. But. Uh, yeah, so we're actually going to move into the Champions League draw now. If you didn't see, myself and Ross actually went to Instagram Live there the, the other day and people tuned in and wanted to check it out. And we're going to, we're going to do that a bit more for bigger events and stuff as well. But uh, before we actually go through the draw as well, make sure to enter our Energize t-shirt competition giveaway. 
don't forget to do it. And if you already have... Best of luck. Best of luck, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to start up in Group A. Uh, Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, AS Monaco and Club Bruges. Uh, Ross, who are you going to think is going to qualify out of this? I really fancy Atletico Madrid to win the entire competition. That's who I said. They are my pick. I think they're a bit of an outsider pick as well. Uh, I know they've gone very far as a deep, but I think in terms of the Spanish teams, they're as close to being the best Spanish team as they ever have been for a very long time. And also, they're very, very hard to score against and hard to beat. I think they'll go through and Dortmund will follow up in second. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, then in Group B, Barcelona, Tottenham, PSV and Inter Milan. This is a very good group. I'll let you do this one because I did the last one. So you yeah. tell me. Uh, I'll, I'm going to have to go with Barcelona to win it. And then <laughs> I'm going to go Spurs second. Tough group though, isn't it? Yeah, I agree. I'm actually The game I'm actually most interested in is Spurs versus Inter Milan. Because I feel like that's the big one. And then when Spurs played Inter Milan, remember when Bale was there. That was like Bale's coming out party. I'll just be interested to see how that goes down. Yeah. And see what sort of Inter Milan team they even have. It's yeah. just, they, they haven't been in Champions League in a long time. Uh, then Group C, PSG, Napoli, Liverpool and Red Star Belgrade. Uh, also, on this day, it's actually Ross's birthday and PSG are taking on Liverpool. So, that and that's their opening match. So, that's uh, that's going to be like, that's going to be something you're watching anyway, isn't it? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, look, I'm going to say PSG will top the group. Yeah. Um, I think that Mbappe, Cavani and Neymar trio is like probably the best in European football at the moment. I can't wait to see them play at Anfield um, yeah. I just as everyone knows it's a huge night in Anfield for any Champions League game uh, yeah, but, that's, uh, that's that's the biggest that's the biggest group game now that yeah. we've done that going forward we should say what's the biggest game in each group uh, I think that's definitely it for me I think Napoli Ancelotti's in as manager but he hasn't seemed to spend any money so therefore I don't see that team being good enough to actually do any damage no they just lost there the other day as well yeah uh, group D Locomotive Moscow First of all I don't know how they're in Group A But we'll move on uh, Porto, Schalke and Galatasaray You would not call this a group of death But who would you call to get through this group? I think it's not the group of death It's probably the most competitive group um, I'm going to say Galatasaray And Schalke I don't know in what order But I think those who I know I went When we went to Instagram live the other day I was saying that Schalke lost both their centre midfielders In uh Leon Goretzka and Max Meyer but I feel like they probably paid more European nights they're pretty happy uh, they're pretty solid at home and I don't fancy locomotive Moscow Porto looked very poor last year and like no one likes going Turkey so I think Galatasaray and Schalke I'll agree with you like that the Turkish league are investing so much money into that team so I'll go Schalke to win it and Galatasaray to come second but realistically no one cares about that yeah, group so and we'll also, move on don't be surprised if the other two go through either yeah well man you talked about that for like 20 minutes so you better be backing that right man yeah group E Bayern Munich Benfica Ajax AK Athens I think it's an easy pick for Bayern Munich to win this group but yeah. who would you go second I'll just go I'll say Ajax, Ajax. yeah right, there we go, there we go say the same time uh, group F Man City Shakhtar Donetsk Leon Hoffenheim uh, Man City should obviously win this and yeah. I'll go with Leon second I'll so go. like Memphis Depay just looks re-energised yeah I, I, I actually am quite interested to see City go away to Leon I think that could be a very very good game also um, they should win that quite easily though shouldn't they yeah no definitely uh, then group G Real Madrid Champions, Roma, CSKA in Moscow, and Victoria Pleasant. Um, I think you'd have to be mad to not pick Real Madrid and AS Roma. What about yeah, you? Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, then Group H, like Manchester United's group with uh, Juventus, Man U, obviously, Valencia, and BSC Young Boys. Uh, Ross, would you call this 
the return of Cristiano Ronaldo or would you look at the other shoe the shoe on the other foot and say it's the return of Paul Pogba to Juventus I think any time Cristiano Ronaldo comes back to Old Trafford it is extraordinary special yeah. so I would say both fixtures are very very uh, intriguing one might say but I think the return of Cristiano Ronaldo will be much more prevalent than the return of Paul Pogba to Turin Look, but he was Pogba was loved there. I know obviously oh, no. Ronaldo was loved, but Pogba was a big like fan favorite there. He was like sort of like a Rashford these days because yeah. they would have been the same age. I do think in terms of if I was to rank the top three games in the group stage in order, I want to see the most. It would probably be Manchester United at home to Juventus, yeah, Liverpool at home to PSG, and then Manchester United away to Juventus. Yeah, I and- think. That that and then obviously the Liverpool PSG. They're the four games. They're the sexy games in the groups, in my opinion. That's it. That's a huge game to open up the Champions League because uh, Liverpool against PSG is just uh, that that like that could be a Champions League final. So what a game to open up it. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll give you. We'll let you know exactly who we, <coughs> we think is going to win the Champions League and be top goal scorer. So I actually went with Barcelona to win it and Aguero top goal scorer. And your boy Roscoe went for... Let me see. Do you remember what you picked? I think I said Atletico Madrid and Messi to pick up top goal score. But that was prediction pre-group stage. Now I'd say Atletico Madrid to win it and Robert Levin, Dewski top goal score. Because I think Bayern Munich could fire in the goals in their group. Yeah. You actually have written here Atletico Madrid and Messi. But you never know. It's such, like, it's such a like tight competition. Uh, also, the Europa League draw was done as well. But uh, there's like far too many teams. Mm. And I'm not sure if like everyone really enjoyed breaking down a whole Champions League group by group there. But uh has to be done. Or else you, you don't want like all the F, the young boy fans to be like, What about us? Why do you pick mm. us, lads? Oh, actually, quick, quick question before we go any further. Do you think Valencia could cause Manchester United trouble getting out of that group? Yes. Okay. Why did you not? No, I hundred percent do. Like, oh, right. uh, especially after you know you were jumped out by Sevilla last year. I know, there's there's something about like a footballing side, as in like a tiki taka. Yeah. I know obviously Sevilla aren't really that, but it's something about that level of standard that can really do United damage. But uh, speaking about United, the Premier League is now four games deep. Um, we're just going into international duty, and. Well, that's going to be for the next two weeks. Well, international mm. football, but uh, first four games of the Premier League season, Ross, what's your make for so far, and how happy are you that it's back? Yeah, I'm really, really happy the Premier League is back. Look, it is the best league in the world. It's the best league to watch. There's been some surprising things going on. Um, West Ham are absolutely rock bottom. Yeah. Um, are you surprised? Well, just, they spent so much money in the summer. I'm surprised they haven't got a point. I'm pretty sure they're they're last with zero points. Well, that, that, that's the big problem when you spend that much money get a load of players in they all have to like mesh but the thing is I think Fabianski's done quite well in goals and they're still bot- rock bottom hasn't he saved a couple, yeah. of, a couple of penalties yeah he's been like very very impressive I know because I have a fancy football team um, and then if you look at the other end of the table Watford are undefeated well they've won all their games maximum points uh, Sarri has Chelsea playing good football uh, Liverpool are look incredible at the moment uh, they were a bit susceptible against uh, Leicester. What do you think of that Allison mistake? That was that was disastrous. It was, but remember the week before he like flicked the ball over the, yeah. the attacker and then went with it. Like he obviously was like riding high in confidence. They were also two 0 up at the time as well, and then uh, he made a dog's dinner of that a uh, Cruyff turn. Yeah, um, which was it was actually a brilliant goal to finish off because uh, Ian Acho had to like still cut the ball back for 
Ghazali. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, the Algerian the, winger. The new Mares. Yeah, the new Mares. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the new, I feel like they bought him to keep Mares there, and he was like, I don't even like that guy. Yeah. And then, like, left. Because Mares was actually born in France, so he sees himself as French. Uh, yeah, but, like... It, it, Obviously, the surprise package is Watford. Like, I mean, they've won yeah. four games out of four. Beat Spurs there over the weekend. Troy Deeney scoring again. Um, and Watford scored all three goals in that game as well. It's uh, Harry Kane had a good chance of nearly scoring near the end, but uh, Elton John. You see Elton John up in the crowd, yeah. like being like, "Those who wish to follow me." Okay, but um, what you mean? This is a really. We should obviously talk about United here for a quick second because, like. We, you know, I lost the Spurs. People were calling for Mourinho's head. I was, I was definitely like, here, look, Mourinho, sort it out or what? what's going on. But anyway, Mourinho's still living in a hotel and his family live in London as well. But, uh, you know, I came out with a, like, a very, very, very solid 2-0 win against uh, Burnley. Now, obviously, as United fans, you would expect a win like that, but... Um, it was a much-needed 2-0 win. Imagine United had lost that game again or even had a draw and had that this two-week period... Where like people are still like Marino, is he gonna stay in or stay out? You know what I mean? Like he's after like he had the uh, in the press conference after he looked really happy. It was such it's such a different song. It, it was either it it's black or white, and at the moment it's whatever side is the good side. You know? Yeah, we're only four points behind City. I know we're six points behind Liverpool, but we're only four points behind City, and they're the team who like they're the team. If you have more points than them at the end of the season, you're gonna win the league. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. Do you know last season? I know we came second, but we had we had eighty one points. Man City had a hundred, right? But the season United won the treble, they only had seventy nine points in the league. So we would have actually like beaten ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that funny? Isn't it? It's actually crazy. Yeah. Like, eighty one points is absolutely nothing to turn your nose up at. But I know, yeah. when the other team scores a hundred points, you're like, all right. Yeah, but uh, it's absolutely brilliant to the Premier League's back. Uh, you have to make sure you've... If you haven't entered our Premier League, Fancy Football League, like, I mean, you're missing out here, especially if you're listening to the podcast as well. But um, it's international. Do you have anything else to say about the Premier League before uh, we look at this? No, uh, what do you think Rashford getting sent off? I felt like he should have been smarter about that situation. Yeah. Like, if you look at Phil Bardsley, Mourinho said himself, Phil Bardsley has been playing professional football for nearly 20 years. He's knocked out Wayne Rooney with, with that one-punch McGregor style. Uh, do you remember that on like Christmas? Yeah, yeah but uh, see, he's still learning. He's still learning. I, I felt like, he should, like he, he's learning. I, I mean, what can you say, you know? Yeah, he was a bit naive as Mourinho called him. And just like, yeah, he needs to like, walk in some with your chest and walk into some with your head. But, you know what I mean? Should have done with the yeah. chest, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's how like, it, it is what it is. And now he's out for three games as well, which is, does no favourites because he's been in and out of the side already and... Yeah, but you know what? And he, and he won the, things, yeah, but he won the penalty as well. That that Pogba missed. Yeah, but it might be one of those things where now someone else is going to get that permanent run and the team's going to be more set. Martial. Yeah. He's, look, has he signed or is he getting a new deal? Yeah, he's getting... Martial's going to get a new five-year deal, yeah. But the team look like a team. They look, you know, like... Yeah, Sanchez to, look very good. Yeah, yeah. Not to use a pun, but they actually did look united. But uh, also this week... We're going to move into Ireland actually playing Wales this Thursday in Cardiff. Um, obviously, there's been like numerous talking about like Rice. Is he going to play for Ireland or not? Obviously, now Harry Arthur is after like being turfed out of the team, being thrown out of the squad. There's reports that like there's unrest in the Irish team that like certain players aren't happy there anymore. 
what do you think is actually going on? Because Martin O'Neill, that's do you know what that makes total sense now. Because Martin O'Neill is sort of like saying stuff about the Irish team that sh- most managers will ke- keep in house. In house, yeah, yeah. I think not a bad way, but like Roy King can only not ruffle a few feathers for so long. Eventually, Roy Keane's gonna ruffle feathers. You know what I mean? He's too outspoken. He's too black and white. He doesn't care about other people's feelings. Like I mean that in the nicest way possible. <laughs> but uh, he's like he says it how it is or how he sees it. Yeah. And that's really not going to sit well with certain people. And he's clearly had words with Harry Arthur. Harry Arthur's out of the team. And I'm sure Harry Arthur has a few mates in the Irish team. Are a bit like, oh, that was real harsh by Keno. You know what I mean? And now they're unhappy. And then vice versa, I'm sure other people are like, you know what? Screw Harry Arthur. Good man, Keno. Someone had to say, you know what I mean? And I'm yeah. sure, like, when people are getting kicked out of the team, there's going to be a divide. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, clearly not everyone in the squad hates Harry Arthur. You know what I mean? No, I'm not. That's, that's, that, that's just the way it's going to go. When there's a massive spat between someone and they publicly leave the side and obviously Declan Rice is not doing it, that's going to split the squad as well. Uh, like, obviously James McLean, like, put out, like, sort of a, a not-so-cryptic tweet about it. Yeah, and that's going to split the side, and that's going to cause unrest in the tre- dressing room. Well, the thing is now they're obviously all they're all teaming up now, and first thing they're going to talk about is like, what's the story of Rice? Is he going to join the team back again? And uh, what's the story of Harry Arton now not being part of the squad? Yeah, what? and then um, probably Shane Duffy's going to turn around to some League of Ireland player going, "Are you the new kit man? Yo, man, this the squad it's like." It's what a bums of Conor McGregor was calling anything. You know what I mean? It's not a very positive outlook on Irish football going forward. What do you mean by that? As in, like, I don't look at that squad and be like, right, the future's bright for the green jersey. Well, like, you know the way Ireland are, they sort of have, like, certain players that are, like, obviously very good. Like, if you look at Seamus Coleman, obviously. Uh, who else? If you look at Robbie Brady, he's out. James Clean. James Clean, Jeff Hendrick. Yeah, but like I sort of look at the new players who are the uncapped players inside, and I'm I'm not that hopeful for them. If that makes sense. Yeah, well, I think we should look at the actual squad now and give our opinion. Okay, so we're gonna look at the Irish squad now. Okay, first of all, there's no A-list names here, really. But uh, we'll start off. The goalkeepers is Colin Doyle from Hearts, Sean McDermott from Kirstasund BK. Who? Uh, Kieran O'Hara from Macclesfield Town. I think he's on loan there, and then Darren Randolph from Middlesbrough. Uh, Ross, what's the best way of going about this? Do you think that, like, before looking into defenders, midfielders and forwards, do you think they should have picked, like, the number one choice goalkeeper from League of Ireland, maybe, to be in the squad? Irish one, at that. Like, if you're going to pick people from League of Ireland, you might as well just go out of your way and pick that young Shamrock Rovers goalkeeper and go... What a call. What a call. Like, Gavin Bazunu. He's 16. Why not give him a run out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, and then make sure he's capped by Ireland before he goes off and plays somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean Like who Yeah but uh, We all saw how bad Colin Doyle was against um, America And then Sean McDermott He was actually Released there And then he was just Signed by them Kieran O'Hara Actually Kieran O'Hara is, United, Yeah maybe. that's who he's from Yeah he's from Man United Yeah Maybe he should get a go Like yeah. I mean, Randolph, Randolph's not getting Any younger um, But the thing is Now we can obviously See there's a, there's a bit of unrest In our Irish squad as yeah. well So you know, I mean, if you start pick, kicking, taking Randolph out of the team, you don't know what's going to happen because Randolph's played some very important matches for Ireland as yeah. well, that experience. But they should spare, share the experience around. Yeah, but I'm also like, can we not just put him out with an actually experimental team and just see what happens? You know I mean, if you lose, yeah. get hammered, like, so what? Like, 
at least we tried something new. Yeah. Well, then we look at the defenders, right? Great to see Seamus Coleman back the captain. Um, yeah. Who adds actual a bit of class to the team as well. Uh, Cyrus Christie, Matt Doherty. From, Cyrus Christie, obviously from Fulham, sorry. Uh, Matt Doherty from Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, Shane Duffy from Brighton. Richie Keogh from Derby. I actually thought he was retired. Yeah. Kieran Clark from Newcastle. He looked right there the other day. Uh, Kevin Long and Stephen Ward from Burnley. Stephen Ward's been doing all right as well. Yeah. Um, then John Egan and Enda Stephen from Sheffield United. Daryl Lennon from Blackburn Rovers, who's actually quite young. And Greg Cunningham's back in the Iron Squad. He, he used to play for Man City, did he? Yeah, he used to play for Man City. He's a left okay. back and he plays for Cardiff City now. Um, in I know called all the teams bums or whatever, right? It was probably a bit harsh, but like, actually, <laughs> I don't think our defence is actually that terrible. I think the, our defence no, no, no. is actually quite good. No, our defence is the best part yeah. about the team. Like, yeah. that is not... And especially if we actually like threw Robbie Brady in at left back as well on top of that. Uh, I look at it and go, right, Shane Duffy, absolutely monster centre half, Shane's yeah. Coleman on the right back, and, you know I mean, Kieran Clark's not bad either. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's a fine defence, you know what I mean? And then Ward even at left back is fine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have no problem with defence. It's more so... We go past the fence and we go and try to score a goal. It gets very bare bones, doesn't it? Yeah. We're, the best part, but, <coughs> but no one says that they're ever afraid of Ireland's attack. Yeah. But uh, in the midfield, also, by the way, did you know that uh, Wes Hoolan hasn't got a club? Did you know? No. I'm surprised someone hasn't joined him at all. Yeah. But uh, in midfield, Alan George from Brentford. Je- <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hendrick from Burnley, obviously. Uh, Con- mate, yeah, Connor Huron from Aston Villa. Alan Brown from Preston North End. Sean Williams from Millwall. David Moyler from Reading, who's newly signed with Reading. Harry Arthur from Cardiff City, who's not there anymore. Uh, Daryl Horgan from Hibs. That's a that's a new move he got there as well from yeah. Preston. Uh, Callum O'Dowd from Bristol City, and then James McLean from Stoke. Uh, very very bare bone there to be honest. Let's call this, spade a spade. Yeah, you know? this this is where the lack of enthusiasm comes well, from. Well, here look, this is the thing, right? The amount of sport we watch, be it like MMA, rugby, football. There's no point of us being to the people who are listening right now being like, this is world class, lads. This yeah. is world class because like it's, it's not. not. No. Yeah, it's not. Um, if you're gonna call Jeff Hendrick, like he's ha- he's doing well for Bernie this year. He actually scored the winner in one of the recent games. So I'm, I mean, like he's a he's a work hard merchant, put it that way. Uh, James McLean, like I mean, he's after getting his move to Stoke now. He's playing the Championship. He's probably going to be less effective for Ireland now because he's not playing in the Premier League. You know, uh, he gives it his all every time. Like you know, I mean, uh, he'd be probably the person I'd. Never criticised As soon as he puts on That Darling jersey He gives 110% Every time No I, so, I, no, I agree with that But the thing is Because he His standards get, is dropping Yeah because he's playing In a lower league yeah. He's obviously not going to be As good Because he's not playing Premier League football anymore yeah. Like I mean Come on let's call him Yeah no no no. That's, that's a very, very fair yeah. comment to make His his standards going to drop And he, he probably will be Less effective As you said so Yeah And it's actually Really disappointing to say That the only midfielder In the Premier League That we have Is Jeff Henrik Um is there anyone else do you think is going to play midfield there as well I said David Moyler might start yeah he's like one of the the captains yeah. of the team one might say I actually cannot um, believe I actually cannot believe the only midfielder we have that's not injured and in the squad is Jeff Hendrick is the only Premier League midfielder we have that's it yeah it's, it's, it's pretty deterring stuff yeah um but moving on to the forwards uh, Jonathan Walters is in the squad Playing for Burnley, he was actually out injured for a while last year. Uh, Shane Long from Southampton, Graham Burke, Callum Robinson, both from Preston North End, and then Aidan O'Brien from Millwall. Uh, who would you like to see start? 
obviously Walters and Long, isn't it? <sighs> no, what, what about Graham try, Burke? Let's try, let's try Graham Burke and Shane Long. You know what? I love John Walters. I think he's been great for Ireland or whatever. But, like, I think it's time... Look, if Ireland are going to pick all these people, yeah, then bloody play them. You know what I mean? I'm not really arsed watching John John Walters play again. Like, he, is he going to be around for the next Euros? Probably not. He's about 33 or 34 at this stage. See, that's the thing. He was contemplating... Return. Well, you see, the thing is, he wasn't getting as many games with Burnley now, so he's oh. trying to keep on top of his stuff as well, you know? Oh, yeah, he probably needs the game time for he his does, own yeah. career. But I'm just looking at going, oh, here, look, John Walters... You're a great for Ireland. You probably scored about 15 goals in, over your career for Ireland, if even. Just, like, let someone else have a go. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not even being bad, but, like, in fairness, I think what Martin O'Neill should do, he probably won't do, but what he should do is, you play the experience team against Wales, because that's, I'm going to use inverted commas, a competitive game. Yeah. Because it's the League of Nations. It sounds like a bloody UN conference, or it sounds like yeah, Marvel's yeah. next film. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... The League of Nations, a competition that no one asked for, nor no one knows or understands how it works. And then against Poland, which is the friendly. On Tuesday. Play as many own cap players as you can. Get them all a cap. Give them a run out. You know what I mean? Is Did that you, away, is it? Um, the Poland game. The Poland game is, is away, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't no, think these yeah, yeah. games are home. Which is a bit de- devastating. In fairness, if it's a home game, I'd definitely give all the young people a run out because their families are going to come over and watch them play. So you might as well give them a run, but... It is what it is. What 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 do you make of the, t- t- the actual situation now? Because I feel like this camp isn't going to be very very happy. Um, I don't know how long now Martin O'Neill is going to be the manager. Mm. I don't, I, like obviously the F, you know the way the FAI are, they're going to be like, yeah. he's, they're going to be like, here, Keno man, like stop, like making people not want to come, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like, stop giving it to Roisy. Yeah, but the thing is, Martin O'Neill knows that like if he starts losing these friendlies and then they start losing, 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 they go down the ranking and yeah. then them are journey to get to the next Euros is going to be so so hard you know mm. so you're, we're really stuck between a rock and a hard place aren't we yeah no we are because we have to win but we also have to blood the new youngsters in there yeah so it's 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 it is tough and like I just look at the team and like I just look at Ireland and I just have a pessimistic out for you and I, I, I don't see the positive positivity coming through I don't see where this nice football is we're going to play or who's going to score a goal to win us a game do you think that's because the standard of players we have or do you think because you know there's something wrong going on in that camp? I think more so the standard of players we have but I think that the bickering in-house is definitely not going to help and it's definitely not going to sway someone to want to play for Ireland when they have an option to play somewhere else. Yeah, But whose fault is that though? The, the, the standard of players? Like Whose fault is that? Is... I think sometimes it just is what it is. I don't think it's anyone particularly's fault. Uh, obviously, you can say all you want, grassroots football, etc., etc., but sometimes your country d- doesn't produce the talent. It happens in waves. Sometimes you have a good wave talent, sometimes you don't. I oh, know, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just the way it happens. And could they all be better? Yeah. I, f- I find like a lot of those players, now I can't say for definite, but like, does Dave Moyler play every week? I don't know if he does anymore. <clears throat> John Walters doesn't play every week. No. Shane Long doesn't play every week. No, especially with Danny Ying scoring goals now for Sampton. <clears throat> like Harry Arthur, in fairness, he was he was getting a good few games for Bournemouth. He's like out of the squad now. And then all those players like does Darren Horgan play for Hibbs every week? I don't he's know. Only he's only have to go on there. He's only have to go on there. Um and like we have people like Danny Lennon for Blackburn, like I've never even heard of him. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, he's a little young I think he's actually about twenty. I'm not even bad. And then Enda Stevens, he used to play for Aston Villa. I think was he at City at one stage as well, maybe? 
I'm not too sure, but like I look at these fellas, uh, and I, I, your man John Egan's supposed to be quite good. I, I, I actually remember we watched him play against Iceland. I think it was. I know we lost one 0 against Iceland, but he he looked decent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think he got a head injury and he wrapped his head around and came back out, which like showed a bit tough. But like I don't know if he gets a game every week for Sheffield United. You know what I mean? Do you think say if this was like a World Cup qualifier? Do you think this would actually be the squad we have? Yeah, it's just like yeah, this just, is the, that's the best. You know what I mean? Which is a bit of a scary outlook. <laughs> you see, also the way the FAI charge so much money to go to these matches, yeah. And you could go to a starting eleven there, and you're like, I don't even know who half these players are. Like, you know, oh, it's it's, it's actually a bit you're, scary. You're, no, don't you know you don't. You're actually paying like Premier League prices for championship matches and mid-table championship matches. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah, it's. 80 euros to go see. Yeah. You're going you're going to a you're paying Michelin star restaurant prices for, for McDonald's meals. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's but a happy meal at that though. I'm not even joking. You could pick out 10 people out of that squad list. Yeah. Put them in front in front of 10 people who've been to say five of the last 10 Irish games and they won't know who any of those players are. Oh, 6,000. Six I'm sure the people have the people listening here now are like, "What?" Well, Adam uh, George Yeah here we, we saw him last week My gaff Yeah <laughs> But uh, no we definitely need The likes of Robbie Brady back And uh, Is he the only one missing though Is he Because I feel like No you're well, well like Your man Shawnee Maguire Is sort of floating about But like he, yeah. he, he still only has Like one goal Like but uh, Yeah but like Exactly like How many caps he got Like four You can't be like Oh yeah but we're missing him I actually don't know Who's the other goalkeeper? Westwood, is it? You see, this is a... You could blame Keno and... Uh, well, more Martin O'Neill because they didn't blend them in properly. Like, there's always, there's like someone with, like, 50 caps and then there's someone with, like, two. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no, like... There's no, like... Like, England, when they went to the World Cup, they had a lot of people with, like, 15 to 20 caps. We don't have that. No. But uh, here, do you know what? We'd actually really like to hear your opinion on this as well because uh, we're only, like... We don't if we're if we're here being like here look half them players should be playing for Barcelona then I mean like you shouldn't even be listening to us anyway yeah, you should turn that off yeah I think I think yeah I think you're, you were probably a bit too emotional saying that uh, they're all bums yeah but like I mean like put it this way if they were all mixed martial arts fighters because you know that yeah like they'd be all in the undercard and I go I don't know who that is you know what I mean yeah, yeah. that's that's the way I look yeah. at it also we've asked the FAI to like even go and watch one of the trainings and they just. Wouldn't even answer So like yeah. It's not as if we owe the FOI out and, Yeah and they'd be afraid We'd be asking like Johnny Egan for his health Yeah <laughs> You'd be like Is he the kid man But uh, no We'd honestly like to hear Your opinion on the, on the Irish football team And what you think The future's going to be Because uh, If it's if it stays at this uh, Don't be booking your uh, Next Euro tickets as well But uh, Ross before we round up the show Is there anything else You want to say No I think we should probably Give predictions on the two Ireland games Um Wales away first Gareth Bale's team If cause it's away I'm going to say 2-1 to Wales Yeah If And <laughs> But the, if, Imagine Ireland win And everyone's like Oh you've got it wrong But uh, Yeah I'll go I'll go Wales I'll go Wales 2-0 Gareth Yeah but you look You look at Wales team They go Ben Davies Aaron Ramsey Joe uh, Joe Allen Gareth Bale And you're like Oh wow Yeah I know yeah You do go oh wow and then uh, what about the friendly away in Poland? I don't think I don't think that's going to go. No. I think you see. I think there's a problem right now in the, within the Irish squad, and it's going to have to be fixed. And I don't know if, because Martin O'Neill saying this stuff. This is not helping his cause. No. And you know what, it means he gets a massive payday as well if he leaves as well. No, I'm going to say two 0 to Poland. Yeah, 
I'd rather I'd rather we lost these oh this is gonna sound really bad, but I'd rather we lost these games, sort of things out yeah. and then blooded brand new players. We've said this before on Energize that like we'd love to see the best prospects in Ireland getting a game, getting these lads in early. Look at Jack Grealish, gone, Ricey, gone. This, the goalkeeper, what's the second name? Who's that? Bazunu. Man City? Bazunu there. He's running the muck with Shamrock Rovers. Get him in the team as well. Blow the new players in. Don't worry about the now. Worry about the future. You know what I mean? Same yeah. thing with like the way Mourinho wasn't doing amazing with United because he buys players from now and he doesn't like invest for the future. So if we do that now, think about how good we could be in the future. You know what I mean? Think about our, bringing our kids to paying six euro Michelin star prices going to matches. You want to see these players... Playing for Real Madrid. Look at Gareth Bale playing for Real Madrid. And then you get to buy the food as well, which is another 40 euro at the game. Yeah, the hot dogs. Yeah. And then you're there and we don't even. I don't know. But uh, let us know what you think about the Irish football team. Uh, <laughs> make sure to enter our Champions League competition. Uh, Koi big as always, because I'll be wearing my Ireland jersey anyway. The funny thing is, no matter what we say about it, I'm yeah. going to be wearing, watching the match anyway. You yeah, know yeah. Like? Wearing the jersey going, come on, Ireland. Yeah. Sheena Fina Foyle and all that crack. And as always. Stay energized!